Welcome to the Living Fabulously Fierce podcast, a podcast honing in on living with AIM. That's authenticity, intention, and masterful execution. All of this as we journey through the process of self-discovery, self-definition, and self-distinction. I'm your host, Farah Bernier, talent management professional and certified coach working with fabulously fierce women across the globe. Join me as I share coaching tips and resources you can apply to your own journey to living fabulously fierce. And as an added bonus, I'm never doing this alone. Each week, I'll introduce you to one new guest joining me to share how they live fabulously fierce. Do keep in mind, while I'm excited for you to be here and I'm here for you as we'll take this journey together, this is not meant to be a substitute for live coaching engagements. To find out more about coaching one-on-one, please visit www.farahbernier.com, email me at farahbernier at gmail.com, and or visit the Living Fabulously Fierce handle on Instagram. With that, let's get started with today's session. Hi everyone, hope you're having a fabulous week. I am excitedly getting ready for time, quote unquote, away. I should say disconnected, a disconnected time um, as I join in another certification program that I've actually been wanting to go through uh, for a couple of years now. And this one is kicking off um, very soon. And I share this to just say, I'm very much on a high right now in excitement um, of this new program for me, new to me, and the insights that I'm going to glean. And most importantly, what I'm going to be able to come back and share with my clients, with you, um, as a result of all the learning that I'm going to to be um investing in. So that's the energy um, with which I come to you today. And uh, in full transparency and honesty, I also am looking at everything I need to do and check off my list before I'm really ready to be disconnected from the standard day-to-day activities that I have so that I can be fully focused and engaged in this program. And I wanted to highlight this and share this because I know I'm not unique in this experience and I'm not alone. And for those of you who are experiencing this in different forms and fashion, I think one of the biggest things we have to reinforce as a means of reframe in these moments is the simple shift from I have to do X to I get to do X. Nope, this is not new. Nope, this is not groundbreaking. Nope, this isn't changing your life right now. But a lot of coaching is all about just reminder. Um, we were actually in a live coaching corner session a couple weeks ago, and one of um, the uh, coaching corner members asked a question, and she said, what would you suggest I do about X, I'm dealing with this and that and the other, what strategy would you employ to blah, 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 blah. And I said, well, it's a strategy you just recently did. 
and you did it so phenomenally that I noted it in the article that I wrote. And I repeated to her what the process was. It's actually the retreat, refuel, re-engage model that I've highlighted here, I believe on the podcast, but hosted a masterclass on and reinforced with my clients one-on-one. And she all of a sudden said, oh, right, I have done that. (laughs) And so again, this reframe is not new. It's not groundbreaking. It will not, you know, completely change your life, but it's a reminder to pause in the micro moments and look at all the things you're saying you have to do, all the things that have to get done and reframe it to, I get to blah, 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 blah. For me, I have a lot that needs to get done before I can check out and focus in on this program. I have a bunch of deliverables that I, I just have to get done. They, I don't get flex. I don't have the opportunity to shift some deadlines. I just have to get it done. I have to make sure that certain people know that I'm going to be out of touch so that they don't panic. I am very fortunate that I have people who are in my life, if they don't hear from me from for a couple of days, I tell you no lie. I have had someone calling the police to come check on me because she usually responds to texts from me really quickly and she hasn't. I'm just worried. Can you please go down there to our house? Here's her address. And so I have to check that out. And you know, all the things my list could go on here as I share with you all the things I have to get done. But when I sit back, and I reframe it to in a couple, in a very short time, I get to go through this coaching program that I've been wanting to go through for years. I get to meet other like-minded people in this space. I get to take the position of a learner, just absorbing and taking in. I get to spend this time as an investment in me, I get to do this. And so in preparation for this time, I get to look at all the things that are currently on my checklist and I get to prioritize them in a way that positions me to execute as seamlessly as I possibly can and get them all done. And at the end, I'll get to celebrate that, not only with some, you know, special recognition for myself that I'll do, whether it be, you know, a good run or that, sorry, that's my way of celebrating a piece of chocolate or maybe even a glass of wine. I don't know, something to just acknowledge that achievement because there's a lot that needs to, that I get to get done. Um, And then the ultimate reward is I'll get to truly be disconnected and fully engaged in this program because I did all of this. I just felt the difference in how I restated with this reframe, all the things that I now noted will will be addressed. I hope you can hear it if you can't also feel it. So I offer this up to you as a reminder, look at all the things that you quote unquote have to do. Consider how you can reframe it to all the things you get to do. 
and see how that shift makes you feel, changes your even your posture. I, like I'm standing, uh, excuse me, sitting up a little bit more than I was originally, and I actually feel it internally. And so again, just a reminder and encouragement to leverage this reframe however it best suits you this week ahead and anytime after. And with that, we're going to take a quick break before we jump into our guest segment today. We'll be right back. Hello. As always, I am thrilled to have you as part of the Living Fabulously Fierce community through the Living Fabulously Fierce podcast. If you want to continue building your insights from the podcast through coaching in a digital format, you can subscribe to the Living Fabulously Fierce Coaching Corner. All this is, is a subscription-based coaching platform with resources through which you get tools and insights directly from me that are applicable, accessible, and support acceleration for your progression in personal and professional development. All you have to do is visit www.mastermindwithfarah and sign up today. Anyone who signs up will be included in our monthly live coaching corners. This is not to be missed. I love these sessions with the women who join every month. It is always such a fueling time. And so again, this is when I join live with other members and we engage together as a community so that everyone is empowered as we address whatever challenges they're confronting or opportunities they're looking to seize. And then we all leave elevated in position for ongoing impact, which is what Living Fabulously Fierce is all about. That commitment to living with aim, authenticity, intention, and masterful execution. So again, this is not to be missed. So visit www.mastermindwithfarah.com. That's www.mastermindwithfarah.com today. Sign up and we'll see you on the platform as well as in the next live session. Talk to you soon. Welcome back listeners to this guest segment of today's episode. I um, am very excited to hand over to the mic to today's guest to introduce herself. So can you tell us who you are? Hi, hi, Farah. I'm Neha. Um, I'm joining you from Atlanta. I am. It's an interesting question. You know, whenever I'm asked to introduce myself, I have to kind of just find my physical bearings and go from there. Um, so I, I was born and raised in India. That's where I lived for uh, the first twenty something years of my life. Um, and then after that, it's just been calling several cities, several countries, my home, uh, seven years back with a toddler, uh, we landed in the United States. And so that's been home for me ever since. Um, I am, you know, I wear several hats in my personal professional life. Of course, uh, I think being a mom to a four-year-old and a seven-year-old is sort of takes precedence over any other description that I hold right now. But in my professional life, of course, I'm um, 
a facilitator. I design and uh, facilitate conversations on um, just about, you know, different topics, but most of my conversations sort of tend to revolve around creative leadership, around inclusion and belonging, uh, design thinking, human-centered design thinking now. So just all of that good stuff. I'm in a great place in life. You know, if I'm, as I'm talking to you, I'm just thinking that um, I'm just in a wonderful place where I've finally found that spot where, you know, that those boundaries between work and play seem to be extremely blurred. And I feel blessed to have reached that space. I love that so much. It I can hear in your voice how fulfilling it is. And as you were talking, I was taking notes. I love the blurring of it because it sounds like that blur is actually a little bit fueling for you. Like even as you talked about it, it came out a little bit more, um, especially around the human-centered centered design focus. So if you had to describe all of the things that are important to you and also what you what space you're in, how would you describe the space in which you're having an impact? Oh, that's uh, so interesting. You know, I, um, again, like I, I love to kind of contrast between my personal space and uh, what I do with all of that learning professionally. And I think uh, with my kids, I'm often in that mode of, or at least I caught myself, you know, doing that, that I'm always listening to them to respond. And I figured that, you know, that sort of becomes an an automatic res- behavior pattern for mm-hmm. us. You know, we listen to respond. So I think the impact that I feel like I'm creating with all the facilitation work that I do is to create that space where we just listen with no attachment to why is it that we're listening? We're just listening. We're there for each other and we're listening. And so that for me is sort of the the one thing that I tell myself before um, anything that I'm doing, that I'm just heading into the space to listen and then everything else will just evolve organically from it. I really appreciate that. Um and we've talked about this a little bit um, in our exchanges that we're focusing um, this season on intention, the second pillar of living with AIM. It's authenticity, intention, and masterful execution. And as you talk about the space in which you're having an impact, it just sounds like there's this um, default makes it sound so passive, but it's actually very intentional like I'm coming into this space to listen. How did you get there? Because it sounds so intentional. It sounds like a guiding mode of operating for you. What's the, what journey got you to that consistent, intentional means of showing up? Yeah. Thank you for that question. I love that question because it's so reflective and it kind of takes me back like 20 five-ish years ago. Um, Growing up in India, growing up as um, a woman in India, um, you know, I remember the one message that I got from my parents was that you got to stand out from the crowd. And to get the best opportunities there are, whether it's in education, whether it's a job, you just got to stand out 
from the crowd and the one way for you to stand out is say something that nobody else is saying do something that nobody else is doing and so i think the focus was really you know about thinking what differentiates me from the others you know we're often taught like what's your unique proposition so we're always kind of focusing on the uniqueness that we all have or the uniqueness that we can offer um and as i grew up you know my my career sort of unfolded in a way where i got into consulting and my consulting was again it was just about offering solutions you know answers answers mm-hmm. answers and the right answers so there's so much attachment to are we saying the right things am i um you know feeling getting myself understood am i putting my point across so it was just a lot about what differentiates us and what makes us unique um and just like uh, what do i have to offer and i think it came a point where i just felt like i don't have any new answers you know i just what's new and um i'm totally forgetting who said this to me or did someone and i don't know how i came across this but what really triggered my thinking towards you know what's on the other side of this was if you want better answers ask better questions and so i started asking myself what is it that i'm seeking what is it that you know what's my why what's the purpose like eventually what do i want from all of this and i realized that a lot of that was proving myself to other people and again it just came from like growing up as as a girl and you know just opportunities being limited and all of those stories that you hear generationally passed on from you know our grandmothers to our mothers and then from our mothers to us um in 2017 uh my daughter was born and i think the time that i found out that we we're going to have a girl i think my entire approach to my thoughts during my pregnancy and then after so I completely shifted because you know i was like i was brought up with a certain set of stories that probably served me you know gave me that drive and all of that kind of stuff but um but i want my daughter to be able to see both sides and then choose you know which way does she want to go and uh, in that quest to show her the other side was my own journey of discovering you know what's on the other side and so that's what started this whole process of like creating that space to listen yeah so that was the beginning of the journey in 2017 and we're here in well Q4 basically of yes. 2021 all that time has passed and yet at the same time it doesn't seem like such a long time but when we think about living with intention how how would you say you cultivated that year over year over year so that even as i asked you the question neha it was like it's just part of your being it was it's just who you are how how do you feel about that actually is that how it resonates with you or do you feel differently i think it's i feel like it's a part of my being but i do know where i was when it all began yeah. and the discomfort and it was literally like peeling the layers of an onion so there were tears mm-hmm. there was 
like what is on the other side there was frustrating moments i was like sometimes i was extremely frustrated because you know you don't, when you don't know where you're going it's frustrating um yeah. and i think i did not have the right tools back then it yeah. was a lot about equipping myself with the right tools and just surrounding myself with people who i wanted to be more like and that also yeah. meant that you know i had to distance myself from people who were not adding value to this journey that i was on or did not understand me and this journey that i was on and it was all hard because you know these were people who were really really close to me my friends some of family and then just saying that hard no and saying that i don't want that influence so i think a lot of it came from putting myself at the center of it all and saying what is neha want what does it look like and how am i going to get there and uh, and just beginning from from there and then expanding it and it's amazing you know when you're in that process it's it's hard but when you convince that on the other side you're going to you know this caterpillar is going to become a butterfly i think mm. it's just embracing the journey and saying that this is exactly how it's meant to be you said a few things that i think are so critical to point out first and foremost i love that you said i just put myself at the center you know and that's something that we generally speaking don't do well because we carry some of us a lot of guilt with that especially when we're caretakers in some form or fashion including as mothers right and so to hear you say no this is what i did that that's profound and really powerful and then i also hear you pointing to the fact that you had to think about and you said friends and family both who is not adding value that's a that's such a cre- clear way um to align to being to operating with intention because if you're not adding value it's very easy or i assume much easier to say yay or nay access or not um and I, again it's just you know this is a visual excuse me this is an audio medium so our listeners can't see but it was the way you said it like you know it's what i chose there's an assuredness in even how you articulated that which i think is so profound and powerful again and so the other thing i would just ask is putting yourself in the center and then basically using a criteria to to for lack of a better way to articulate this weeding in weeding out this was your process of self discovery as well especially as you pointed to you know there were a lot of tears because there was ambiguity there was mystery what's on the other side of this all of that noted and understood what kept you moving forward on this path yeah yeah it was in that moment it was almost like i didn't have a choice it's almost like mm-hmm. i finally felt like this is what's going to connect me with my destiny eventually mm-hmm. you know yeah. there was a lot of faith in that this is the path yeah and of course i wanted it to be easier <laughs> definitely yeah. wanted it to be easier um 
I think it also becomes kind of hard to take your people along when you're on this journey. You know, because there are some people, like my my relationship with my husband, and we've known each other 18 years, um, transformed during this time. And there was a lot of, I think for him, like surprises. <laughs> and a lot of like, where's this coming from? And when you know that you're going through a transformation, it's so hard to take people along and and at the same time you want to. And so to be able to explain your side of the story uh, and meeting them where they are at yet continuing on your journey, I think it was just, I was reminded of the alchemist a lot of times and you know the the boy and he would just like face all these crazy things and yet sort of keep his eye on the north star and so i'd i'd just be that um and all of that sort of coincided for me to with the experience of living in a new country so you know a lot around me like environmentally had changed and I think that sort of supported that evolution in the sense of that, you know, I was in a new space. Physically, I was experiencing change. And then internally, I'm experiencing change. So there was a there was a weird kind of congruence there. You know, so everything's changing, but there's still something weird and magical about just all of it happening at the same time. And it also... You, like you said, I didn't have a choice. And it's interesting because you tied it to your destiny. And what, I, what I'm hearing there is it actually, don't let me get too far here, but it wasn't that you didn't have a choice. It was because you were so self-aware that this is my destiny, the path became your accountability. Yes, because I'd it's say yes. You know, when you know that you're an eagle, yeah. when you know that, you you don't get to actually operate as a pigeon because now you know where you're supposed to soar or you're, you know that you're, you can soar. It may be that you don't know where you're supposed to soar, but you know now that you're not a pigeon. You're, you're an eagle. And so you don't have, you quote unquote, air quotes, don't have a choice. Yeah. But what it really is, is you have this accountability not to waste your wings, if you will. Yeah. Um, I don't know, that's the analogy that came to mind as I listened to you, because, you know, you, you talked about the discovery, the ambiguity on the other side. Um, you also mentioned, like, I didn't have a choice. I know it was my destiny. Your faith was involved. You know, the other others on the journey with you, like even your husband having to bring along and that's a partnership, right? That you have to make sure that you're um, fulfilling while also meeting the accountability that you now have to yourself. So I think this is such a beautiful description for us about that experience of self-discovery, what it means to then move into self-definition and hold yourself accountable to that. And so I can't help myself but to ask, um, and you know where I'm going because you, you we've talked about um, or you've seen the the model. When you think of 
distinction as it relates to this path that you're on and how you show up, what would you say makes you, your journey, your experience, what have you distinctive? Several ways that I can answer <laughs> answer this really. Um, well, I think I'm gonna look at, you know, what makes it distinctive from everything else that I've experienced. And I feel like this was 100% by choice. Yeah. I did not leave it for anybody else to make any of these decisions for me. And probably that's, you know, it's interesting, like, just a few minutes ago, I said I did not have a choice. And now I'm saying it was all my choice. But, you know, just just if if it's true, then, you know, the reverse is true as well. Like, it's just yeah. that kind of weird laws of physics somehow, where, um, you know, it's like now, some sort of wisdom that I learned, and then there's just no way to unlearn that. And that's something that makes this so distinctive from like anything else that I'd chosen earlier any time in my life whether it's my career or you know the choice of friends or anything um I just feel like this was different and this came from that knowingness that I might not know the end of it yet yeah but it's going to be amazing I love that I love that so, okay. So when you, um, I, I actually want to pull on the thread that you said, I know I just said I didn't have a choice, but I guess now I'm saying I did have a choice and that I'm making the choice. What I hear is it, it was about definite, right? It's a free reframing. It's choice. Sometimes we think it's about just option, but it's about that leaning into the accountability. So, so I actually think it's um, in this case, as you're describing it, describing it one in the same, I also am very curious because um, you carry a lot of self-accountability here with what I'll just call as your kind of knowing. For me, that accountability always comes up through, you know, reminding us of living fabulously fierce and knowing what that means for you, for me. When you think of your mode of accountability, how would, what word would you use? Like Neha, living fabulously what? To hold yourself accountable. I'd say authentic. Tell me more. So as I'm on this turning point, you know, as I'm on this like, journey and there's so many moments of like such distinct like wisdom that sort of comes to you from from just seemingly outside of you but this is really coming from like the innermost sort of depths of you yeah. and in those moments um you know for me it was like just what what does the real me want and what is the real me desire and what is the real me yeah and so when i'm kind of reflecting on living fabulously authentic i'm thinking that it is that that innermost sort of, you know, layer of this onion that only you're aware of, only you know. And this is where 
you know, this is where life is, right? If you were to kind of sprout an onion, that's where the other one will grow. This is where the life is. This is the innermost, like the the purest form of energy that sort of resides in you. Yeah. And so when I'm thinking of the word authentic, I'm going back to that, you know, my the visual that I have literally in my mind is that of this little, like, you know, when you start a fire, how that, yeah. that first spark, I think it's really that, that sort of begins and then you can just make it spread. That's amazing. I love that. So living fabulously authentic as Niha now, uh, and I keep saying that because I know in Neha, it's Neha, forgive me. Um, so living fabulously authentic as Neha, looking back to the Neha of, say, 10, 15, 20 years ago, what is it that you absolutely want her to know? Or what piece of wisdom do you want her to have? You know, as we're having this conversation and I'm talking so much about listening, um, it, I'm just kind of transporting myself back to 2005. I just finished my master's in human resources and I'm interviewing for my first job. And this is like a dream job and I'm like, you know, dressed for the occasion. Um, and this gentleman across from the table, he asked me, um, how is it that we can how would you define active listening and how can we improve that skill? And I remember just mumbling some answer and obviously I could see his expressions change from not impressed, not impressed, clearly not impressed. And um, obviously I didn't get the job. And, you know, that question kind of haunted me for a long time. And obviously, you know, I mean, my career sort of developed over a period of time. Uh, but I think that I stayed with that question. I stayed with that moment because um, it just became important for me to understand more and more of what does it mean to listen? And I think that just clearly sort of defined everything else that came. And I'm as I'm speaking with you, I'm like, yeah, this goes back to 2005. Like that's 16 mm -hmm. years ago. And that just seems like, um, you know, that's when the seed was planted. And the 21 year old me looked at that being my reality. And yeah. when I'm, you know, when the 40 year old me sits here and thinks about what seemed real then is not my yeah. reality today. And I just want to go back and like give that 21 year old me a hug and say, this seems super real right now, but 20 years later, this is not going to be your reality and uh, look how your life will unfold. That's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your journey with us and the, the depth of your reflections that led to your intention. It truly is so it, you know what, it truly is a seed for all of us as you described it. And I think the fruit for all of us is listening to all of this and being able to apply um, to real specifics. So thank you so, 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 so much. Thank you, Farah. This is, this is really fun. I, and reflective so much about my own journey. And I'm feeling like, you know, just having relived 20 years yeah. just yeah. in this 30 <laughs> minutes. So. 
we actually, it's so funny. We were talking about time travel right before we started, right? And we facilitated <laughs> that right here. So we will have yes. to time travel again together. Um, at some other point, we'd love to have you back at Living Fabulously Fierce so we can be continuously encouraged to live fabulously authentic as you said it. Thank you. I'd love that. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. And listeners, thank you so much for your time, for your attention. As always, we truly appreciate it. Um, and until next time, I'm Farah Bernier, and we will catch you on the next episode. Neha, again, thank you so much. Thank you. One quick thing before you go, a few of you have actually reached out sharing that you're not on social media, that you love the podcast, and you're not sure how to sign up for coaching. First and foremost, I'm so excited that you're interested in investing in yourself in this way, and I look forward to hopefully partnering with you in this way. So with that, all you have to do is visit www.vipwithfarah.com. That's VIP. W-I-T-H-F-A-R-A-H.com. And you can literally sign up today. My recommendation is that if you're new to coaching, you sign up for the starter package. And if you are returning or have had a coach in the past and you want to jump back in, there are VIP packages that you can customize in terms of how many sessions you can get. Again, visit www.vipwithfarah.com and you can literally get signed up today. Any other questions, don't hesitate to reach out to me. I can be reached via email at farahbernier at gmail.com. Have a fabulous week ahead and stay fierce.